Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Hello. Oh, she uh, walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Woo. Walk it like a talk it. You. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Woo. Walk it like a talk it. Hey. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it. Yes. You are in. Hey, a shout out to this episode's sponsor, gtsurf.org. They help pay the bills and make this podcast free for you. That's gtsurf.org. And you're saying, who's that? Well, I'm glad you asked. gtsurf.org, planning and riding the most important waves of your life. And whether you have surfed a wave or not, your life is a lot like surfing. You will have waves of a lifetime and then wipeouts where you nearly drown. And each day and wave can be different. Now, for most... Your life and certain goals have been very hard or even impossible thus far to achieve. And on the flip side, maybe you're feeling pretty good and cocky. And if so, if you're more good the cocky side, then you haven't been crushed by a big wave yet, or at least for a while. And big wave or not, your heart tells you you are missing something. GTSurf.org teaches you how to plan and ride the waves of life. More important, how to ride the waves you didn't see coming. You start with the little waves and you work your way up to the big ones for your ultimate life goals. Discovering and living your true purpose. Time to up your game. Check them out at gtsurf.org. All right, on with the show. Listen, do you consider Forgiveness Week? If you answer yes, I'm guessing you're probably in the majority. And if you're in the majority, does that mean you're always right? Well, something to ponder here. We're going to tackle this. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to warn you. You might want to put that into your I'm always right pipe and smoke on this a little bit. Something definitely to ponder as we're going to go after it. By the way, the the Daily Hope episode that we referenced at the very beginning of this, it is, uh, it's called What to Remember When Things Don't Go Your Way, Part 2. It's on August 13th, 2020. Here you go. We got the dudes back. We got you back, and uh, we're going to go deep again. We're going to go deep. We're going to Jonah. And those that remember Jonah, I got to admit, it's one of the stories that I wrestled, still can wrestle with. And it's the whole thing about being stuck in the whale or the fish for three days and just how is that possible scientifically? How is that possible with stomach acids and things like that? And well, the Bible does say anything is possible with God. Exactly how it went down and exactly where it was, I don't know. But there's a bigger story that I have to confess that I get lost in that when there's actually a bigger story and a bigger lesson that has to be had. So I'm going back to the Daily Hope Well. It's three minutes. Uh, I think it's a brilliant take. And then I want you to ponder, as you listen to this, I want to challenge you to think about how much better would our world be um, with forgiveness? How much better would your marriages be and relationships be with forgiveness? And why does God call us to do it? So without further ado, let me tee this up. It'll only be three minutes, and then I'm going to have the dudes break it down. What to remember when things don't go your way. When God is good to people I don't want him to be good to, then I get upset. When God is merciful and forgiving to people I don't want him to forgive, then I get upset. And that's what happened to this guy, Jonah. Jonah hates 
that God is forgiving people he doesn't like. Now, not only his political enemy, as I told you, he's racially prejudiced against these people. Jonah chapter 4, verse 2, it says this. Then Jonah complained. Now, who's he complaining to? To God. He says, didn't I say, he's talking to God, didn't I say before I left home that I knew you would do this, Lord? In other words, forgive these people. That's why I ran away to Tarshish. You know, he said, this is why I ran away from my life mission. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God. I, I, I know you're slow to get angry. I, I know that you're filled with unfailing love. I knew how easily you could cancel your plans for punishing these people. Now notice, Jonah says, I ran from God and I ran from my life mission. I ran from what God had told me to do because I knew what a good God he is. He said, notice the four things that God knows about God. He says, I knew you're gracious and compassionate. He says, I, I, I knew you're patient. In other words, you're slow to get angry. God doesn't get ticked fast. He's patient. He's slow to get angry. He says, I, I knew your love is unlimited. It's, it's everlasting. It's eternal. And he goes, I knew that you would rather forgive people than punish them. And all this knowledge, what does it do to Jonah? It depresses him. Really? Really? All these good things about God and Jonah gets depressed? Why? Here's why. Because Jonah had a problem that you and I have too. We want forgiveness for ourselves and we want justice for everybody else. Okay? We want to be forgiven. We want God to show us grace. We want God to show us mercy. But that guy who heard me, no, you, God, you get him. You get, he deserves justice. Do I deserve justice? No, I deserve grace. I deserve mercy. Jonah wants God to forgive him. But he doesn't want God to forgive anybody who's hurt him. And he's resentful. And he's resenting that God is actually showing mercy to somebody who hurt him. He's resentful that God is showing mercy and forgiveness to somebody he doesn't like. His, his enemies. And he wants forgiveness for himself. He wants justice for everybody else. So let, let's just get real today. Let's don't talk about this guy thousands of years ago. Let's talk about you. Who do you want God to not forgive? Who do you want God to not forgive? Please don't forgive them, God. They hurt me too much. Who has hurt you so much that you don't want God to show them mercy? This right. is the Jonah trap. The Jonah trap. I never thought about that way. I, I just I, I knew the story in 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 he, his refusal to go. Uh, I believe to Nineveh. And again, I'm going to lean on the dudes here. You guys are some of you are much more versed on this story than I. But this is something I had glossed over. And again, I always just struggled with the fish part rather than the deeper story. And you could always use the fish as the um, we're we all in a version of it when we get in this when we trap ourselves in anger and bitterness. Whether we're in a literal fish or not, but we're in this darkness of bitterness and surrounding yourself in anger 
and uh, depression. And in his case, it was only three days of uh, stubbornness. But when he finally went, uh, but and anyway, enough of me, more of you. Um, I'm going to open it up for those that uh, would like to comment on it first. Go ahead. I think that's very real. I think that, like, to me, that's been a big part of my life. Just, you know, and it's usually the people that, that I'm closest with or I know the most where it's, you know, if they hurt you, it's like, whoa, it's just really hard to forgive, you know. And just, uh, you know, like for me, like it was with my family, just uh, there's different things that they did that kind of show they were kind of, uh, I don't know, just it caused a lot of conflict and just very difficult to forgive and want you know, to allow God's will to be God's forgiveness and grace to be in their life. And, and I just, I think that's very real. And I think, uh, I know for sure it's been real for me. Yeah. It resonates, right? Uh, Peter yeah. quip my, I am hardwired. It is my natural, like, you know, how the doctor hits the knee and the knee goes up. Um, I, when I get hurt, someone hurts me. I want to hurt back. That's immediately, that's my immediate, uh, just human, reaction i'd say it's probably most people are at least i want to think that way but this is why we need to train right this is why we need to train our souls this is what makes us what makes uh where god wants us to improve our relationships because bitterness angerness it, it it's going to destroy it, it will destroy this country it will destroy this world it destroys marriages it destroys relationships and uh there's a reason god keeps calling for it back to jonah and then all the way through the whole book right talking about the importance of forgiveness. In fact, I'll challenge the dudes. What does it say? Even later in the New Testament, there's a verse. I, I really should know the exact one. I should have teed up. What, what does it say about forgiveness? How important is it? Casey, you want to chime in? Well, I'm not sure which verse you're talking about. I know that Jesus tells Peter to forgive. Well, Peter thought that he was being super righteous and saying, what if I forgive him seven times? And Jesus said, no, you need to forgive them 70 times, seven times. And what he's saying there is that to a Jew, that would mean infinite. And so that's what Jesus is telling us is if someone comes and they repent and they come to you seven times in a day, you better, you should be ready to forgive them. Now, whether that's easy or not, it definitely isn't. I mean, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of prayer. I heard a story. Um, I can't remember her name, but this woman who was in a concentration camp mm. and they were splitting the Jew, the Jewish people into two different lines and her whole entire family got put into the line that went into the gas chamber. And she ended up surviving all the way through the concentration camp. And when she got out, year, many years later, um, she, she met their executioner. And the guy asked, for, asked her for forgiveness. And she's like, I can't forgive this guy. And so she's praying to God at this moment. She She's telling him, I will not forgive this monster for doing this to my family. I have no one in my life now. And, and she's like, I don't have the strength to do that, God. And God said, just put out your hand. 
And so she put out her hand to shake his and she said as she put it out, she felt this energy. And as soon as her hands touched, she felt her heart like completely melt. And she it immediately went from anger to intense love for this man. And I think that that's what forgiveness is, is it's not on our own strength. It is just taking that first little step and then letting God do the rest. Mm. Thank you, Casey. That's a jogging Jesus. And um, no, right on. There's another verse that says, you must forgive in order to be forgiven. That's a biting verse. So um, it's kind of like, uh, it's where the rubber meets the road. Uh, but I, let me just put it back into human terms. Bitterness, uh, for some reason, I know some of you listeners already think of forgiveness. That's weak. That's weak. No, actually, it's strength. It takes a stronger character to forgive than to hold on to that hurt and that bitterness for the rest of your life. And I'll, I'll have you look at it this way. Again, simplistic human terms. Do you love being around someone that's loving? Or do you love hanging around someone that's bitter and angry and hateful? I, I know it's a bit of a rhetorical question, but that, that's what puts forgiveness uh, into perspective. And where Jonah was going, I, I feel Jonah. There's definitely, there's been a few times I get, I get whipped up, especially tuning into the news. Um, and it gets the best of me. I'm like, nope, God, I'm lifting it to you. I lift it to you. Clearly you got control. This is, this is happening, whether I like it or not. And, um, I've always heard the best definition of forgiveness. It's, it's been said before on the series or this podcast, but some of you are hearing it for the first time. Forgiving is, isn't, it's, it's, you're not, for some of you, are not hugging it out. It's not that. It's not restoration. It's not restoration. Forgiveness is forgiving, giving that hurt over to God, and now making it between the person that hurt you and God. And you letting go and not holding on to and giving so much passion to this thing that's hurting you. So, noodle on that. Um, we are in the one minute challenge already, uh, but I, I'm getting the poll. We're gonna just we're gonna circle around this one. These guys got some stuff teed up here. We have a deeper series that's also coming up where these guys are going to contribute. So, but anyone else, uh, gee, you come to mind, my man, you started your day every day with the news and that would get you whipped up and that would get you angry and that would get you bitter. Anything that you want to say about forgiveness or at least where your heart's been changed? You know, that, that it, it's, uh, it resonates with me, Tom, uh, big time. Um, you know, it, it when, when you let your heart go to, you know, that bitterness and you hold on to those things, it's just, um, you know, it just brings you down a rabbit hole and, <laughs> yeah. and you need to be careful with what you, you know, allow your mind to give attention to, you know, and if, if you can turn your mind to God, turn your mind to the word, um, and, and, allow that to be part of your life and train yourself in that way. It, it, it will flow into those relationships and, and forgiveness yeah. is for me, very, very, it had been very, very difficult. And, uh, just, just being in that word every day has really helped that for me. And, and, and in particular with, with some family relationship issues I've had. So, um, so yeah. Word brother, you know what? I have many cliches and listeners are starting to, to learn them, but one is uh, it's really easy to debate God, just like Jonah. 
Jonah's debating God. That's why he was running from what he was told to do, what his purpose was supposed to be. But it's really, really, really hard to argue results. And uh, it does also make me think about, we, we'll have seasons, by the way, too, of bitterness where it kind of gets the best of us. But when COVID was finally uh, hitting its, well, it's still its peak, but when it was starting in the political climate, and um, you can even get a flavor of that in that fringe series where it's like, oh man, I, my kids, my own wife, they were just telling me like, I want to be around you right now. You're just, you're not very pleasant. You're too caught up in this stuff. And they were right. They were right. Even though I might've technically been right. You know, I was kind of being a dick as, as one of those series goes. And I just, no one wants to be around that. So you better check yourself uh, when you want to share. And, and um, there's a reason we're encouraged to keep getting into this book and get deeper and, and just not gloss over Jonah, but really there's so much wisdom in this book. And gee, you're living, breathing testimony, what's working and what hasn't, just like many of these dudes. So anyway, we're going to wrap it up here. It looks like, Rod, you're on an unmute. If you, you got something here, one minute challenge. Yeah, I think that I feel like Jonah felt like he, he was he deserved to not forgive them. Like they had, yes. they had hurt him in a way where he felt like entitled to his anger. And I think for all of us, that's usually where we get stuck. Yeah. Like, Amen, I brother. When it's like, no, 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 no. This is what they did. I, I deserve to yeah, have yeah, this yeah. anger, you know, for them. And I think, <clears throat> I think the hardest thing is having the, your knee jerk reaction, yes. as you were saying, like to be, to forgive. I mean, so it doesn't take you a day or a week or a reminder, like a message like this. I really need to forgive that guy. The hardest thing I think is to have that knee jerk reaction and I, you know, it's something I've been really dwelling on lately because I'm trying to teach it to my children. But if you, if you see life in the bigger picture as in, you know, the heavenly realm defeating, you know, Satan and the devil's realm, the greatest weapon is your anger and your unforgiveness. And so one of the ways the devil will hurt you is when you feel like you've got a right to be angry and then he's got you. And the only way to take away his sword is to forgive and walk away and do the complete opposite of what you really feel like. So it's, it's been something that I know I've been <laughs> really working on hard. Mm. Uh, even feel like I'm pretty good at forgiving everybody. Cause you know, in the Bible, it says you'll be, you'll be weighed by the same scale you weigh everybody else, mm. but that still leaves room for unforgiveness. And that's something that that creeps in the back door. Brilliant hot rod. Thank you. And by the way, let's set some other free. This this is a guy that goes to church quite often. He tunes in quite often. So some of you don't. Just know you're not alone. This is, we are all works in progress. Go ahead, one and done. I was just following up on what Rod said. I think one of the root causes of that is pride. Pride, and ego. That, that our own sense of justice, we think our sense of justice is more correct than God's sense of justice. And we forget that he is perfect love and perfect justice. And so exactly to Rod's point, that pride, all of a sudden we're putting ourselves above God. And that's, that's, that's one of the devil's uh, great weapons. Oh, right on. Right. I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you. One and done. Jared, I, I see are, anything else you wanted to, to contribute on that. I, it looks like you're unmuted. I just want to double check. I'm good. Okay. I know there's to be continued with you. We'll, 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 t we'll, yeah. we'll tease that. We'll see how much we want to share in the future, but I will just say, Jared had shared earlier. I just, he's a beacon of this. Uh, I just, yeah. I want, I want to... I'm not sure how, how far you want to dig into the mind of Jared. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm going to tee you up. We're going to have our own. I think we're going to add, either you're going to be part of the next session or we're going to have our own. So thank you, Jared, for your contributions earlier. Listening and catch me, just trust me on it. Um, any final thoughts? Otherwise, I think that's a perfect note to end on with uh, Rod. And, and I was going to say one yeah, thing. Go ahead, just, uh, sometimes it helps. And I hate to say this, but like if you're tested in some way, like, you know, some people, they haven't had much to forgive in their life. I mean, they've had little things. Like, look at the stupid stuff I bring up. My family. It's like it's embarrassing. But, like, <laughs> what, what the thing that Casey brought up is actually something real. That's something that it would be really, really hard to forgive. It's like sometimes it's almost, I hate, you know, the scriptures talk about how, you know, when, when we're tested, how it, it benefits us. It's like if you're put in a spot where it's harder to forgive, in a sense, you almost grow more because it's it's harder to forgive and that's how you really learn how to forgive and i don't know i was, I was just kind of thinking that oh uh, it's brilliant quip i love that and uh, yeah let's circle on that just a little bit then we'll wrap it i it can be something really really heavy so whether it's a divorce and maybe you didn't want it um uh we've seen so much it's interesting how you can be so in love and then go so into hate and by the way they're both passion love and hate are both passion uh, and then, but no, I, I, I won't underestimate what you said, Quip. I want to encourage someone else. I want, what came to the vision to me was you're on that date night and it's something little, it's something trivial. It's just a little crack in the surface. But if you don't back off, if you keep going in, you start digging in and stubbornness and pride as one and done was talking about how a date night can actually be destroyed and wrecked. It can just be a vicious downward cycle if we don't nip it in the bud right away at the at the get-go and bite on the tongue. So thank you, Quip. I think it's, that's perfect. You're right. There's heavy, but don't underestimate the light, uh, the lighter stuff that might be getting under your skin. So, all right, we're going to keep it short and sweet this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Word. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Do you feel a bit wiser? I hope so. That is our goal. Truth works. So what hurt are you holding on to like a blankie? Many of you haven't thought of that way before, have you? Love and hate are passion. So how much time and passion are you giving to what you hate, to what hurts you? As you ponder that, here's that verse I was looking for. Uh, it's Matt 6, 14 through 15. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Here's the kicker. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Again, that's Matt 6, 14 through 15. I call that the oh snap verse. It's hard to debate it, right? So you are flawed. You have screwed up just like Jonah. Your ego and pride clearly gets in the way. Of course, you clearly want to be forgiven. Then you must forgive others that have hurt you too. It is a two-way street. So, if you are ready to let go and let God, here's a suggested prayer that for some of you will feel like taking a thousand pounds off your shoulders. Here we go. Father, you know my hurts. You know my grudges and my struggles. I give them over to you. I am sick and tired 
of holding on to these burdens too long. You know how to handle these people that have hurt me. You know how to best handle these circumstances that are getting the best of me. And I give them to you as I humbly ask you to forgive me. Amen. There you go. Feel lighter? I hope so. By the way, some things are impossible to forget. And when they creep in, when you feel them weighing you down, simply lift it back to God like you did earlier. You may be lifting it daily. You do it enough, you will experience peace. Not my promise. That is God's promise for you. Check out Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Ending on a song note. I'm pumped on this one. This new gem just made it onto my run list. Uh, meaning what, what I listen to when I'm running. This world will chew you up and spit you out. And for those keeping the faith, despite the crap storms, this one is for you. This song is called Enough. It's by the Social Club Misfits. If you dig, please give them some love and add it to your playlist. Now go, serve, forgive, and love. are hidden and buried deep inside you try not to show it but all i see is pride all i see is fear that's not welcome here fight hard persevere slow down switch your gears on focus make this the year yeah you're hopeless give him your tears and i remember going through the same thing all that weight on my shoulders try to break me father stretch your hand down from heaven please save me i'm holding to the promises you gave me you made me Insecurity while balance of faith. Nobody ever changed the world by playing it safe. When you're afraid, it's the only time that a man could be brave. So don't tell me God is silent when your Bible is closed. I know that I'm far from perfect, but I want to be close. Even on this broken road, I know that God's in control. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I was. Yeah. So I don't want to overcomplicate it. Your love doesn't change and make me who I am. Yeah. And even when I don't think I can make it, your grace surrounds me. I could just hide, but you walk with me through all of my fights. You do, yeah, you do. I could give up, I could just hide, but you walk with me through all of my fights. You do.